What's that sound? What's that sound? What's that sound? It's the Mobcast. I like your helmet, Matt. It's very nice. What were you sipping on? Is that wine? Yes, it is. Oh, oh wow. my! Fancy, fancy looking ass. Very delicious. It's wine. economy. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> economy. <laughs> Holy Get shit! Get the millionaire over here. Oh my god! I was so thick. Oh yeah, I remember you, Matt. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was <laughs> brought up in the last. Yeah, yeah. That exact same story. That's okay. Sorry, though. Everybody who heard that. That's okay. You know. That's it's okay. fine. I think it was just us. Yeah. <laughs> or fifteen <laughs> devoted fans. No, that's Five actually not true. Here. Less than we 10. have a uh, pl- I, never. I'm not gonna say age because I'm not sure, but I was told an elderly woman that my girlfriend works for or with. Uh, she was talking about something with transhumanism, and my girlfriend brought up the fact that we did a podcast, and she listens to podcasts. She does not know what's coming for. You just said just that the shot beautiful Pikachu meme. <laughs> Down B. I mean, all this being said, uh, this is the Mobcast, and we are back with the Mob. Um, and I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, but Same. this episode uh, that we're talking about today, it takes place in a galaxy far, far away, as some would say. And it's very beloved, yet it can be debated as well. And we're not talking we're about space in. travel. Uh, we're not talking about movies like Alien, Interstellar, or the underwhelming Star Trek franchise. You um, shut your you goddamn go. mouth. <laughs> if you're a fan of what uh, George Lucas created, uh, like the cultural phenomenon that he made 45 years ago, uh, then you're going to want to tune in to this episode. And that is right. We are talking about Star Wars. And I know, just a little introduction for all of us, I think that the majority of us love it, um, love a lot of things about it. And I think we can all get pretty heated about it, but also pretty in love with it all at the same time and without further ado i I just kind of want to dive into that and ask you guys what makes you love star wars oh it's a heck of a question you know what toy lightsabers the toy lightsabers that's what got me hooked on it episode three i came home um went running downstairs in my basement after my mom got me a blue plastic lightsaber and I was jumping off the couch, like hanging from the wooden raft, raffling, just acting like I was Anakin Skywalker. And after that, I love Star Wars. Really quick, I think, I think we all should go around and just kind of say our where our Star Wars knowledge kind of sure. like the extent yeah. of it and where we kind of started, because I know that varies in this group. Matt, take it away. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't want to be the one to. I'd probably be the one who's of everybody the most into it, and probably the geekiest in terms of like Whoa! knowing knowing things. I mean, like the like the intricacy. Like I read the books, and like a lot of the books. Um, I mean, that's Nathan. You're free to jump in and and steal the thunder here. You, you go I mean, right I away, don't, man. I don't care either way. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I love all the movies. There are some shortcomings in some of them. Um, TV shows, uh, there's no shortcomings except for some of the filler episodes in the Clone Wars. Oh, hi, mom. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I like it a lot. What about you, Jordan? I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Star Wars fan because 
I haven't read all the books and stuff, but I've watched thousands of episodes, extremely passionate about the Star Wars franchise, and Matt hit the nail on the head when he said, there's no shortcomings in the cartoons. Clone Wars has, has been and always will be my favorite. Uh, episode 3 is my favorite. Um, I've always loved Star Wars, and I will be passionately fighting some points later on in this video. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan? No, Brad, take it away, Brad. All right, so I, I feel like I came into it a little a little late. Um, I prop probably around like high school time is where I uh, I decided to sit down and watch all of them back to back, and then ever since I've kind of been hooked just because of the the crazy world building and uh, and just just the crazy expanse of space and all the new technology and everything. Nice. And uh, we'll end with Michael because he obviously knows the most. Um, You're right, of course. <laughs> with me, Go ahead, um, it's kind of just been, I've loved it since I was a kid. All of us were in the age bracket that the prequels were kind of what we kind of came up on. And like Jordan and Matt were saying, I love the cartoons ever since I was a kid. And they are very integral and important to the series just as much as the movies. Um, I'm with Jordan. Like My favorite era, as I'll kind of talk about later, is the Clone Wars and that whole um, really prequel series and plus some a little bit later kind of the early birth of the Empire but I've been around it been loved it forever I, I read a lot of comics with them love all the movies all the shows and I love all of the video games that come with it um, so yeah just a big fan I I'm an optimist with a lot of this stuff it doesn't take much to um, you know make me happy when I'm watching a movie or something so I like a lot about some stuff that may be highly debated um, but that's okay we'll, we'll get on to that later on and uh, Michael we'll take it to you yeah I, I know a lot about the, the universe and all the, the history behind yeah I don't uh, I watched like three <laughs> yeah. Star Wars movies last week like the new ones that I've never seen before Sorry. I've seen a couple of them I think like the very first one <laughs> in high school. A couple of my friends from high school, shout out Jack and Seabass. They got me into it a little bit. Um, nice. Seabass. Seabass. He's the man. Uh, but I know Jack listens to this, so if you're listening, Jack, hello. shout out to Jack. Um, but Jack, my dude. He's the man. But um, yeah, so I saw a couple. I'm not like the biggest fan i mean i'm more of like a hard sci-fi kind of guy and i know that like lightsabers just in theory wouldn't even work but they're cool nonetheless and i have to say i hear me out okay so nathan what was i talking to you about on uh snapchat when i was watching was that the it's the prequel to the prequel rogue where they one. steal the rogue one yeah. okay the visuals were cool i liked it i like solo I like some of the weird stuff. I'm not super into it, but it's nonetheless, it definitely is a cultural phenomenon, and I respect it. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that. what I'll say. Well, I mean, that's we good, can, Michael. And we can kind of jump right into the um, some of the points that we talked about. So I can, you know, we all have our favorite kind of eras, but we'll talk about the movie trilogies and, you know what we like about them what we may not like about them specifically the sequel trilogy jordan let's um, just keep this all later in that part of the conversation we'll start with the first two okay trilogies. all right 
Well, yeah. I mean, if someone wants to bring up their favorite trilogy, you can't you can't let them not. If that's your favorite one, then yeah, we can talk about it. It's not my think, favorite. I don't one, think but... anybody's gonna no. say that. No. Okay. So fine. We're getting into it. Want to see go. me stir the pot? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. See, as I mentioned before, I will say I know the prequels. Um, and we're talking for anyone who doesn't listen. You know, they're not like a huge fan. Prequels: Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, plus all the other juicy TV shows that go um, all in between those. Um, the first two, uh, they're okay. They're good. The Phantom Menace is actually really good. Uh, Attack of the Clones, I still really enjoy a lot of it. A lot of it. But I think Revenge of the Sith is the one that does it for me and what makes the prequels my favorite um, trilogy. Uh, mainly because I'm a huge Anakin Skywalker stan. Um, I will tell you, he's my favorite character, along with him and uh, Cal Kestis and within the Star Wars universe. Um, so... That being said, as you mentioned the sequels, um, there's a lot to like about them, but I will admit there's a lot um, that that was a little bit mishandled with them. Uh, I don't know if anyone wants to jump in, but I I, I have a list um, of things. Can I say one thing <laughs> yeah. on a high level? <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, man. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Two things on a high level. One, I enjoy how this is more debated than our topic last week or two weeks ago when it was like about actual laws and stuff. So I, that's great. And uh, number two, that's true. This might just be me. I'm a fan of like when the first Star Wars movies came out. Right, that was that time. Okay. But I've been seeing more and more, and not specifically with Star Wars, but just with every piece of media that has gone down in as a classic they just keep revamping it and revamping it and re-fucking vamping it and it's getting to the point where it's like my god make something new that's my opinion however star wars i think gets away with it just a bit more than some of the other ones because it's the whole universe there's hundreds of characters there's so many storylines that you can go with as opposed to like i don't know um it's something you, you know can, what I mean. It's something yeah. you can constantly expand upon, and as you you'll see in the next five to ten years, they're going way beyond the sixty years or so, whatever that you've you've A seen. Skywalker, the Skywalker saga. saga, and yeah. Quick intermit, Michael. Since you kept talking, there, you know, um, all these shows and people are revamping movies. Uh, I saw that they're making since Winnie the Pooh entered public domain. Um, I saw really that. Not, they're yeah. making a horror movie. Of Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) It looked terrifying. Blood and honey. Yeah, it looked terrifying. Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. I feel like it's just like a scary movie or like an actual scary movie? An actual scary, like horror movie. What the? Yeah. I feel like it's going to be like Friday Night at Freddy's, but like live action, basically. Um, That's because it's been like 100 years since the original was published, right? Yes, and then Disney Mm -hmm. finally lost its, um, its rights at the beginning of this year. That's so if, if you know wanna... why Disney, yeah, like Disney keeps remaking their stuff over and over again every twenty-five years, some years, because they don't want to lose. Like, could you imagine if they lost the copyright to Mickey Mouse? Well, they also and, lost, and, and, uh, get lost, get, changed, well, so it lasts longer. Not anymore. Yeah, they're getting they're getting, <laughs> they're getting attacked for that. But speaking of Disney, but, so okay, they bought Star Wars IP. Um, from George Lucas, uh, probably almost a decade ago, and 
they really i'll just say i think they rushed some parts of this of the sequel trilogy and i think consistency and consistent storytelling what he said i don't think some parts okay it's just like the like again the final i mean you and i and i don't know how michael feels i know how brad feels for sure you and i and brad are like it's fine it's fine Um, yeah no i love yeah no i i love the cinematography is incredible the visuals are out of this world the music is phenomenal and the characters i love but speaking of the characters i feel like there are a few that their character arcs were just not that good um or not complete and not as necessary well, the, sure. I mean, me, or their lack thereof is what I mean. I mean, Finn. I I don't know where his story even went um, from the Force Awakens, and he kind of just disappeared. So, the issue, in my opinion, with the like sequel trilogy is that it's very clear that they read too many YouTube comments, and they didn't say. I've said this to everybody on their own before, but like realistically what they should have done is taken more time so they bought it in 13 14 something like that yeah and then they the first movie came out at the end of 2015 um and i i think that we all agree the force awakens is pretty good i mean it's pretty much a carbon copy more or less of a new hope but that was regardless of like everything that was the intelligent move is to like be like okay we're gonna dip our toe in the water and we're more or less gonna you know copy this thing that was really good but the problem is that then everybody was like oh like it was so similar and that was the big thing with episode seven and they didn't somewhere someplace in kathy kennedy's office or on her computer there's a general outline for what those three movies were going to be when they bought it in 2012 and I guarantee you that it changed over the entire period of time, which is stupid. Well, we know um, that for a fact because Colin Trevorrow, the director of Jurassic World trilogy, he originally was going to do the final movie in the trilogy. But then, so I agree with your point. I don't understand why them as executive producers, and I love because we don't we wouldn't have what we have today if she wasn't in charge. Um, and really, a lot of what she's done in the past, like she's been with Lucasfilm since they started. So, um, the problem is not Kathy Kennedy. The problem no. is Bob Iger. It's well, it's he, Disney. He's That's, been gone. That, I, well, I know, but so okay. So the reason that they there was a hard and fast date of 2015. In my opinion, that's one of the biggest problems with the sequel trilogy is that they just like they wanted to the back. That's what they wanted. Exactly. They just spent $4 billion, they made an investment, and they wanted to start to see a return on the investment, which is, that's like, that is where the problem lies, is that they rushed into this, and realistically, if they had started with something like The Mandalorian, and done, like, a few shows, and, like, kind of figured out what fans really wanted, and they stumbled, like, doing a show, I think they would have been better off than, you know, making a carbon copy of A New Hope, and then, um... You know, making the Last Jedi, which I think is the best movie of the three, and then you get a complete clusterfuck, which is Episode Nine. Again, I really liked Episode <laughs> Nine; it was really good. But like, literally, they read way too Dude, many YouTube was... comments. That, um, that movie bounced around more than any movie I've ever been a part of, with the craziest plot devices I've ever seen. 
Yeah, it should have been <laughs> just. It should have been a lot longer too. I mean, it was only two yeah. and a half hours. It could have been three hours. Oh, it seems I've like... seen that one real quick. <laughs> it just seemed, seemed to me. Well, no, I remember watching this in the theater, um, and I remember walking out of there with some like diehard Star Wars fans, and they looked at me and they were like what the fuck was that and even i mean i'm not like a film guy i'm not a star wars guy obviously but to me it just seemed like when you have good writing you kind of like the story will tell itself through the good like narration the good narrative it seemed like in that movie they were like this is so and so and he did this in these movies remember like they were just like Everything was on the table, you know. It's like we're gonna spell it out for you for all the idiots like me that have never seen these before. They and, threw uh, a lot at you in two and a half hours. To um, bounce off that yeah. too, Mike, I watched the video the other day. It's like it seemed almost like that movie was written backwards. Like cause and effect was switched. Like they knew where they wanted to end, but to get there, they just had to throw things at us to get us there. They were like, you can't. I stand by this. Art. It seemed like. We you know JJ JJ did episode seven. Ryan did episode eight. JJ then came back for episode yeah. nine. I stand by the fact. I swear those two probably were discussing the plot line of the trilogy through email. I, I <laughs> it's parallel. They're so different. It's so, so different. That, yeah, Ryan, time Ryan, out. Time out. Time I out. think they would have been so much better if they just let, let JJ me, do all three of them. I disagree because I really liked Ryan. I think Ryan's a master for storyteller because I think the last shot I was probably one of the most sophisticated Star Wars movies there has ever been. Um, but I agree with you. If they want to go JJ all three, do it. Okay, give it to him. Don't just give it don't, some don't direction with one person. Yeah. Because I agree, because he did have some good ideas, but everything that JJ set up in the first just, the first one, it just got like they just subverted all of our expectations by saying it doesn't matter. Something's flipped. Like you just <laughs> you saw how the Russo brothers, they did Infinity War. Then they came back and did Endgame. So they they ended everything as they wanted to. I just, it's the consistency uh, of the matter. Matthew. So, J.J. Abrams was an executive producer on The Last Jedi. Clearly, so, he was He was busy talking to Warner Brothers about Superman or something. <laughs> it was I, a completely different ooh. feeling movie. <laughs> it, I, so, I, my understanding, again, like I, from what I've read and everything, is that, um, so for The Last Jedi, there was, they said, like, at least my guess is Abrams and Kathy Kennedy said X, Y, and Z need to happen. You're directing it and writing it. Fill in the blanks. Um, and that's kind of what happened, I guess. That would be my guess. I mean, okay. I don't know. Besides I, the point, nonetheless, I will say they probably didn't expect. The one thing I dislike about the Star Wars community is that it is extremely unnecessarily toxic. Um so and that's toxic. with a lot of different fandoms, uh, but Star Wars is a whole other beast. Um, and for that reason, I feel like they were, as we kind of talked about, they were pressured to do a lot of 20 different things in Episode Nine, when really it was kind of just a mess. Like, that first trailer they had was like, ah, ah, ah. It's like Palpatine. And there's, <laughs> I just love, like, prequel fans, sequel fans, OG fans are like, ah. And they're like, "What's this movie?" And then it's kind of just madness when when the movie actually. Happens. And then it's just boom, <laughs> zombie Palpatine. <laughs> and they like, explain what? it. They explain it in a book what happens, and it's like, okay, that's really cool. Like you can go into further detail, but say that in the movie. P- 
people can't get a certain why he returned from from a whole separate book and it's just and i'm like you had two they didn't have enough time to say why (laughs) exactly they are they already were saying way too much and explaining way too much uh i know but there are so many things like i loved a lot about that movie too um just it's consistent inconsistent storytelling was i took like steps back you know after watching them and soaking on in a lot of different opinions and um perspectives on it. I'm like yeah they they fumbled the, the sequel trilogy a little bit um made a boatload of money on it and i think they have some great characters that they can maybe still work with but all in all i mean they're moving on to bigger and better things i think moving forward but i do have to put something in there and i'm going to preface it but the first point I wrote when I wrote all my notes on today was I'm not going to blame any of the actors because they only did what was written for them. Like they were, do- they did what they were told, just like Hayden Christensen and the prequels. That, yeah. But fuck Rose, she is such a pointless character. I don't need her in my movie. <laughs> Yo, okay, who's 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 fucking daughter is that that Didn't works think that in was the executive chain ha- I have no idea. My God, it, uh, it's probably not I her fi- fault, Michael. She was just doing what she was told. But fuck her. Do it better. Do it better. I'm sorry. I'm not saying I could do any better, but just completely unnecessary. She's a she's a plot device to narrate to guide Finn through all this or not? Yeah, Finn. Yes. Yes. Something about me bothers her, and I don't know why. (laughs) Something about her. Nothing personal. It's the character, but. She was pointless and stupid, and I mean, my God, you could have had the gonk droid do better, in my opinion. <laughs> I rest my case. Can wow. I go on my little rant that I've boiled down my entire argument why I don't like these the sequels? Shoot. All right, I'm gonna try my best here because okay. I have a bunch of points, but oh, my biggest God. one is they undermine everything that the original trilogy does. Luke is no longer the good Jedi that we know him to be. He's he's faltering, which it's okay to show humanity, but he went from not trying to kill Darth Vader and Palpatine to killing his nephew before he was in bad. Um, Palpatine's still around, and the Empire, whatever the Empire he had made that came out of the sand, is still around, so they didn't accomplish anything there. Han dies. Han was on a great character arc throughout the trilogy because he was going from being the solo, only one caring about money, to want to help his friends and falling in love with Carrie Fisher, or with... Uh, almost said Padme, um, to being someone who just reverted back to who he was just so he could die, and he also lost his son. And then Princess Leia, she builds up the Empire just for it to be destroyed in seconds, then there's nothing left of it. It almost seems like everything that they built in the original trilogy was just wiped away so they could make something new, which I would be okay with if it was convincingly enough to get me back on board, but it just seems like they were getting rid of everything for no reason. So my my I, point, all of that is just, I feel like they screwed over the Regent trilogy and everything they accomplished just trying to make a money grab with amazing visuals. I mean, honestly, at some point too, you got to stop and think. And this isn't hating on CGI because they can do a shitload of cool stuff with CGI. It's beautiful, but I remember when I was a little kid at the Science Center in Pittsburgh, they had a Star Wars uh, exhibit. And they were showing how they got some of the shots and the shots were like they had like a star destroyer and they built a scale model of one that was smaller well obviously because that it's like the size of a city but anyway and then they had all these different 
camera angles and they were showing how like they would have this model with like a fisheye lens and they'd pan over the model and it looked like it was flying through space and like the engineering part of me it's like shit like that to trick your eye with completely like physical practical effects is i think something that we're losing more and more of in the modern film industry obviously you can't do that with 99 percent of things that you want to show in cgi but the thing I argue yeah. with that is it's the practicality part of it. Um, in the That's age true we are as well. Now, it's cheaper, it's easier for everyone to make these effects uh, from a computer. And most of the time, they're phenomenal. But if they're not done right, then they can be kind of poopy. But um, And they were they were done fine in the sequel trilogy. Oh, in my, my gosh. Opinion. They, they were uh, yeah, gorgeous. That, they yeah. Were, it was a beautiful, they, they were beautiful movies. But And what they did was, too, Michael, is so... They started in the prequel trilogy. They didn't shoot on location anywhere. They just did everything with a blue screen or a green screen. In the sequel trilogy, they did a lot of shooting on location. They did, yeah. Um, which is, in my opinion, again, that's a big part of the magic of the original trilogy, is that you they were shooting on location. So, excuse me, um, when they were doing these things, and when you actually saw the movie, you were like, oh my god, like I could like clearly they just shot it in the desert for Tatooine and. You know, they shot it someplace else for, you know, like, but they were all practical sets. So it's like I could actually physically go and be there. And that I'm was not interested the until they can go to a different planet. I'm kidding. <laughs> but Mars is on, now tattooing. I mean, Michael, it's it the same. Be. It's the same debate for all your sci fi movies you love. I mean, that's all computer generated. Hey, I know. <laughs> Except the black hole in Interstellar. No. I'm not getting on the topic, but they use computer models years before they got the first and now second photograph of a black hole second of which is the one at the center of our galaxy and it looks identical to what they showed in interstellar so how science mimics art and vice versa and i think that goes into not only just the hard sci-fi movies but also star wars like you'll see that there's a crazy russian guy who built a working lightsaber on youtube it's amazing and then he gave literally the i saw i that. think he did yeah <laughs> probably bought it blew my yeah. freaking mind one million rubles well jordan uh, you make a lot of good points and as i mentioned earlier i love the prequel trilogy and i love anakin skywalker because he is the chosen one um but I, I think a lot of what luke's character did throughout the trilogy i liked it um i don't think they destroyed it i don't think they destroyed who his who he was though i feel like in the it's the Skywalker saga. I feel like it's a, it's about them and it's about their journey and kind of their growth and their own development in their own way. They don't have to be perfect. Um, I don't know. That's just me. I liked, I liked how Luke ended up. So, yeah, I'm with Nathan. So, again, Jordan, I totally see what you're saying. Um, and I don't disagree with it at all. But, like, my thing for that is the entire... The way it's framed, again, they did it you know they went through it quickly um because that was just i think kind of the nature of like in the story how he was explaining it to ray but it seemed to me that i the more i kind of thought about it and unpacked it as we got like further away from the premiere and i watched the movie again is it so he basically more or less made the same mistake that his father did by like doing whatever he could to protect the ones that he loved and for you know a moment in time and he like then snaps out of it is he thinks that ben is going to be this person that's going to hurt all these people that he loves and then he's like okay so i guess i just have to like kill him and then he like in the 
movie, he ignites his lightsaber. He's like, what the fuck am I doing? He's like, this is stupid. He hasn't done anything yet. He's just a kid. And then, of course, Ben wakes up and he sees his uncle with a lightsaber held over his face. And then he goes after him. Doesn't that basically... And doesn't that mirror basically what Luke did to Vader? Like, he nearly killed him at the end of episode six. And then he realizes, and the Emperor's like, good. You know, he's like, whatever. Um, And Luke's like, no, I can't kill my father. He's, you know, he's guilty of many things, but in the end. I mean, I can agree with the point, but at the same time, (laughs) I don't like that he's an older character already. Like, he already has the wisdom from what he shared from the original trilogy. And he went, like, say he does make the mistake with Darth Vader. He's like, oh, he's about to kill him. He came back to the light side and then, did, like, takes his lightsaber out and he's good. Don't you think he would have learned from that? And as a 30, 40, I don't even remember how old he was in the uh, sequels, 50-year-old man, he would not fall to the dark side that easily. I mean, who did he have? Even as a, just a thought. Who did he have as a mentor? I mean, That was the whole thing, wasn't it? Wasn't he, after after that, he was going out searching the galaxy, trying to understand the Jedi, find relics, and rebuild that? And correct. we honestly I mean, might get that information from, like, the Mandalorian or something like that, yeah. but it, even then, he seemed, in the Mandalorian, he seems like a well-put-together Jedi. Right, and I feel like statues in other Jedi relics can only say so much, rather than what I, Ben Kenobi could tell you, you know, yeah. or Yoda. Um, Jordan, I think you're honest. Like, I think you're giving him too much credit. Um, so that that's something that, like, again, the more you get into the weeds on stuff like this, which I have done and like gone down these rabbit holes, is like, so one of the reasons that you know, again, this kind of going into the prequels, that all those lightsaber fights were so big and so like put together and everything like that is clearly because the lightsaber fights are realistically not that impressive in any of the original three movies the reason that they like got eyeballs and it was like kind of exciting is because they were like using lightsabers and the visual effects made it seem like it was something more than it was but realistically those three lightsaber fights in the original trilogy so the first one is just not great it's just like two old men like sparring not good Um, yeah the second one is visually stunning, but Luke doesn't have but any training, and Vader is literally screwing around with him the entire time until Luke is, again, like, he is a beginner, and so he does have some skills, and he's very powerful, so he does end up getting Vader in the arm. But if you notice, as soon as he gets Vader in the arm, he loses a hand very quickly. <laughs> um, like, Vader's like, fuck this shit, like, whatever, <laughs> see you later, hand, and like, this is who you are, you're my kid. We should rule the galaxy together if Go you don't fuck your up father. You. To your and point. Then, yeah, sorry, keep going. So then I'll just finish up quick. So then in the third one, again, Luke has about two more years of training on his own. So he's going to be more skilled. But him and Vader are just sparring. I mean, it's all a pissing contest, basically, at that point. Because it's like the Emperor wants him to turn to the dark side. And, like, Vader's not going to kill Luke. And, you know, Luke ends up standing over him. But then he's like, I'm not going to kill him. So it's not like, and I'm not saying the stakes weren't high, but like, it's realistically, those were like, not, you know, because of where they were with the visual effects and everything, you couldn't like do a ton with them. And then, yeah, so I don't really... Choreography. I get that point, but I don't think I can die. I don't think I could, I don't, I live in the universe, you know, like, it's a fight. (laughs) Choreography yeah, no, has come yeah, a long yeah, like way. If you're out, fighting it's... your father and an evil wizard guy, I, you're still your your feelings are going to be heightened. 
Like, I understand the cinematography problem, and I wish they could redo those and, like, for fans like us to see, like, a live-action Luke versus Vader, like, that'd be crazy, but... I mean, just because they were stuck camera-wise doesn't mean the idea wasn't there that Luke was pissed no, off. No, 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 not, not, not camera-wise. I'm just saying, like, literally, like, that... and Like, what they're able to do with the lightsaber. Yeah, but it tracks. Like, that... So, as, like, a reasoning for it... Like, there are some things that are fucking stupid when they give, like, a reasoning in a book or something like that. It's like, yeah. well, this is why that happened. It's like, well, that's fucking stupid. You're just trying to explain it. Like, that, that does make sense, is that it was, like, basically... First one, they're sparring. Second one, Luke doesn't know what he's doing. And the third one, you could argue, is like actually like there's it's the best fighting between the two of them, and that's because you know he Luke was more powerful and whatever. But again, like I think that so the where I started with this was that I just think that he's not he's very much a child at the end of the sixth one, um, the sixth movie, and that he's. He grows into this thing, and there, you know, he has these visions, and whoever planted them, or whatever happens, and he feels a certain way. But then he doesn't make the same mistake that his father did. He doesn't kill Ben. He could have, um, and you know, then Ben turns to the dark side, you know, rightfully so, whatever. Um, that's another, in my opinion, one of the biggest problems with the sequel trilogy. I really like Ray as a character. She's very interesting, but I really do think it's Ben's trilogy. And uh, I love uh, Ray's character. Um, yeah, but I, and I, I, love, mean, I, think, I, I think my two favorite characters from the sequels are Ray and Kylo. Um, I just mm -hmm. think they're so sick. I'm curious, Brad, what is your favorite movie or trilogy? All in all, Let, let's let's get away from shitting on the sequel trilogy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. get a little bit more happy, okay. um, happy stuff. I like it, Nate. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm I'm uh again not as like uh, diehard as as you guys were. I, I came into it late. So for me, like, there's definitely some, there's still some nostalgia there with the prequels. Um, I, I saw bits and pieces of them. Um, I, I knew that they were out at the time. Like, I would get the McDonald's toys. <laughs> I, I remember the slap-on lightsaber bracelets uh, from from McDonald's, and thought it was the coolest thing. I'd run around with that that little snap-on uh, lightsaber like it was an actual lightsaber. Snap it was bracelets. the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think the prequels will definitely always have a special place uh, for me. Um, and, honest, honestly, I, I'm, again, I'm really easy to please when it comes to uh, uh, movies and, and just media overall, so... Um, the sequels i i mean the the visuals themselves like itself is enough to kind of capture me um i'm willing to overlook some plot holes uh as obvious as some of them are uh but um i don't know i i think i would probably say my favorites the prequels uh but i did i did enjoy the sequels just as yeah. uh, not as much but almost as much <laughs> I think that's where a lot of us stand. It's just because, like you said, I, it's kind of what we grew up on. Um, it's like a lot of the older yeah. older folks, you know, their favorite trilogy, the original, uh, just because it's exactly what they grew up on. And um, Michael, I know you haven't seen them all. Um, do you have a favorite? If you could pick one. Oh boy! Um... <laughs> Not Star Trek, Star Wars. <laughs> 
Honestly, the Star Trek movies, the newer-ish kind of in the last 10 years ones, were kind of garbage, not going to lie. Um, I've heard my that. Opinion. Okay. I actually have a good point yeah. based off that then. I've because, never like, seen. Uh, as a fan outside uh, of not being a good fan of Star Wars, like uh, Star Trek, I enjoyed those movies because they're visually appealing. So I feel like that's what happened with a lot of the new movies. Yeah, I mean, they're cool. Just a small point. <laughs> and, like, I'm not saying that I'm a huge Star Trek fan either. I'm basically just pretending because I know that pisses everybody off and that's hilarious I, to me. But Like what you want. Uh, I, I do also like... I like the the story behind Star... I'll get into that later, but... If I had to pick, and you guys are gonna hate me, <laughs> no, I like Solo a lot. No, I know oh my god, oh, I like so uh, Solo got a lot of hate because Solo... a lot of people were hating on the sequels. Okay, okay you know why? Because it came Solo out was good. I like five Solo. six months later than the Last Jedi, and that's why this top. That's when this toxic fandom was like boycott it. You know, the fanboys yeah. on Reddit were saying that. Why? And that's they why they had an all-star cast that was different. People you'd expect to see in a fucking space train robbery, which is dope. All of the ship designs were Art Deco, which personally is one of my favorite styles, like 1920s esque, but like with a modern flair on it. I, I mean, mean their Alden, weapons were cool as shit. Like, yeah, fucking Donald Glover was there for Donald some reason. Donald Glover, Alden, good. And Harrison, like, uh, Woody Harrison, Amelia Clark, awesome. Yeah, Amelia not Clark. to mention. You know, Darth Maul pops in at the end. That movie, yeah, it was a blast. I have nothing but good things to say about that movie. I mean, I I will honestly go back and be like, yeah, I want to watch that again. I mean, and just like the design of everything, it gets into I think more of the not such like oh the overarching theme of what the Empire is doing, but it's like okay, this might be the day to day life of people in it, the galaxy. It's its own little well, story, yeah. I like I like it. It's open and shut. It's it's to the point. It's done well. There's like the tribal people turn out to be the good guys. It's it's good. I highly recommend. Yeah. No man. I I, I, I actually. Yeah. No no no. You go. You no Brack. Go right ahead. No, because it's unrelated. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just say I think all of us would agree with you, and I think that whole cast. And they, I know they had the whole issue because, like, Ron Howard had to come and take it over after it kind of had a, you know, rough shot of uh, producers and directors on it. But it turned out really great. And it's one that I really enjoyed because, like you said, it's like all these kind of, like, solo, mo <laughs> solo movies. Um, <laughs> it's its own thing. It's not, you know, consistently connected to uh, the whole universe. I mean, it is because they throw in Darth Maul at the end. But... Um, it, it's kind of just a little its own adventure uh, in its own little pocket uh, of the galaxy and I really love that so yeah, yeah. I, I ruined that movie for whoever was sitting in front of me oh <laughs> five minutes before Darth Maul came on it probably wasn't five minutes but like at least a minute before I was like holy shit they're about to show Darth Maul because after watching the Clone Wars you get oh, you know no. that he's starting to take over the underworld yeah and I was yeah. like Oh, here he comes, Dad. Dad, here he comes. Here he comes. And the dude in front of him is like, shut the fuck up or something like that. <laughs> oh, my. Speaking of, I remember I went and saw it with Emily. And we were sitting there. And he pops up. I'm like, holy shit. Emily's like, what? I'm like, what? you don't get it. Uh, that's where I was at. I, didn't, I was like, oh, it's a it's an edgy guy with horns. Ooh, scary. <laughs> oh, no. That's how I feel about Kylo was, Ren too. He's and everyone's like, like oh. "Oh no, he's dead!" It's like, watch the Clone Wars. He's uh -oh. not dead. I was, 
I was terrified of uh, Darth Maul in the prequels. I uh, that this was actually my point earlier that was unrelated, but I thought I don't know how old we were when the prequels came out, but the first time that I saw it and I saw the fight between Qui Gon and uh, and Darth Maul when Qui Gon died, I'm outing myself as an absolute Great idiot fight. here. So so bear with me. I don't know how old I was. I probably. Five or six. Phantom Menace came out what two thousand one? Nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay. All right. So so when I saw it, I was probably like like the bits and pieces. I was probably somewhere between five and ten years old. We'll call it. And I uh, I just remember watching Qui Gon die and thinking that he actually died like i thought like <laughs> actors when they died in movies they died in real life not liam neeson and i was traumatized i was like oh my god this is the worst thing i've ever seen <laughs> like ptsd from that fight that's awesome then he on the opposite side of that i went i went as darth maul for halloween that year oh edgy <laughs> edge lord <laughs> No, I think the edgiest, the edgiest is probably General Grievous because the audacity of that guy to be like, you know what, I'm not a Jedi, so I'm gonna become transhumanist and get four arms, compensating, <laughs> compensating for something. Oh, whole, he looks like a whole lot of a, transhumanism in Star Wars. Yes, that's true. But I mean, my God, I mean, you don't have the bacteria juice that makes you be able to make rocks float move on with your life you have starships bacteria like wh- what else do you want <laughs> but that's awesome no nah, it would be cool to basically be able to manipulate like things i, I want the force that'd be cool oh that would be so cool does um so does anybody want to talk about the Clone Wars at all? Like, for people who haven't seen them and who like Star Wars and how, like, they flesh out the universe and explain things? Absolutely. Yeah, well, I've seen a quick, little bit. Quick summary, because I have no... I heard it was good. I have just... I know it involves clones. It tells the story so, between episodes two and the war. That's a very short, perfect summary. Okay. <laughs> Real quick, though, I do have another question. So, remember all those battle droids with, like, the weird-looking heads? Obviously, yeah. where did they go? Did they? They talk, they talk about that. They, rebels turned off. Off. they do. Yeah, a lot they of them get, get either off. they either okay. get trashed or some. You know, they just get stored away. Yeah, repurpose. Some people yeah. program. Because I remember, those are my favorite little Lego minifigures. Like, oh, believe it cool. or not, I had the small version of the Lego um, Star Destroyer, which was hype. It was awesome. I don't know. I think it broke, and then I just never rebuilt it, but. I will say, I for like anyone out there teams. who hasn't seen the Clone Wars, seasons one See? to three is like good. And it's like, oh, this is pretty neat. Then like four to seven's like next level badass, I think, in yeah. my opinion. Because um, they all about the art. They turn it up exactly. Like I think whenever the Umbara arc hit, you're like, oh shit, okay. that, that is this the best is, arc in the Clone this Wars. This is uh, this is pretty dope. Um, that is without question the best arc in the Clone Wars. Oh, it's phenomenal. Um, but I agree. It's it's one of my favorite. And Dave Filoni, who who really orchestrated that entire series um, in all of its magnificent storytelling, um, it does a great job of telling tiny little stories and little arcs. And it really shows a good job of showing 
how Anakin kind of, you know, progresses, gets much stronger, but also gets a little more edgy, I guess we can say. Um, gets a little bit of his <laughs> anger side out. And I love He's that. Angst. Yeah. Like, I forget the oh. arc when they're on the, when they're seeing the goddess and the goddesses, but um, some. Oh. The daughter and the son or something yes, like that? Yes, that's it. That was well, some, the, Yeah. People who have an issue, so what Nathan is basically saying for everybody who's not, like, totally in on the whole Star Wars thing is, uh, any normal sane person who, if you just sit down and watch episodes one, two, and three with no context at all, you're like, this motherfucker, meaning Anakin Skywalker, is crazy. Um, which is true. Any normal person at any point, really in episode three, is what I like to say, because you know that's why people have such an issue is because basically in my opinion anakin skywalker the ultimate good guy or supposedly he is the chosen one is like i'm gonna turn to the dark side um and so realistically in that entire movie a normal sane person at some point or another is going to take two steps back a couple of deep breaths and be like what the fuck am i doing like pause let's let's not kill the kids like let's, let's not kill all these people who I've worked with for 15 years. Sad like, people. It's been working out for quite a while, like almost 10,000 years. So like maybe maybe the stuff they're talking about is like is okay. Um, and and continued on that they show he he does have a padawan, and then that is that contributes to his eventual kind of brokenness that he feels one with the Jedi and. and and yeah it's just it, yeah. it's perfect uh, i think so it's not perfect but i think a lot of the later seasons and when they came out with just 2020 was season seven um it was just mm, just perfect um and then it leads us you know going forward into the mandalorian and ahsoka and I was gonna so say, on and that was so the forth. point i was gonna make too is yeah. if, if you're feeling confused about who Cad Bane is? Yeah. Who Ahsoka Tano is? Bo-Katan, all these things, you know. these are all Bo-Katoa? these things are coming back from Ahsoka Yeah, all these things are coming back from. I don't even know remember when uh, Clone Wars started, but all these things are flushed out. Is there's so much lore? There's so much universe building. Um, I told my dad to watch it when he was getting confused, and he's like, "I'm not going to watch a cartoon." Watches the first season, falls in love with it, and yeah, loves Star Wars yeah. so much more. It just explains yeah. so much. So the other thing though is that like the realistically the best storytellers meaning like directors and writers and whatever so at least in my opinion so if you just showed the book of boba fett to you know some random person and cad bane shows up in my opinion that person shouldn't be confused except until like the final battle when you know they're kind of talking about their past him and boba fett um but realistically I mean, you could easily, again, Google is a hell of a thing. So you could very quickly, like, look up (laughs) that. But they do a great job in the show of him just being, like, this bad guy. Um, Who, I mean, again, realistically, somebody somebody who has the least bit of intelligence is going to be able to figure out that somehow Boba Fett and Cad Bane have a past. If you're really that interested about it, you can go and figure it out. If not, you don't need to. You can just watch the book of Boba Fett and you'll be fine. Um... And the best storytellers can weave those characters in so nerds like us be like, holy shit, holy shit, it's Cad Bane. And then the normal yes. person is like, 
That guy the has holy shit moment is kind of He must be cool. He looks kind of that menacing. holy shit moment only happens though if you watch the original Clone Wars series and understand why it's a holy shit moment. Exactly. Or yeah, like with like we were talking about earlier with Solo and uh, Darth Maul coming back, it's like holy shit! I see metal legs. I know who that bastard is. Yeah. It goes with I, I don't I don't want like the entirety of these comic books and big franchises to be like big cameo moments. I like when they build upon them and they're kind of bigger things. Um, that being said, I love moments like that because I think it just shows appreciation to some of the fans and I think it just means the world to us. I don't know. Like you said, it's just those yeah. holy shit moments. You're like, whoa. Like like especially in this um instance because we've only ever seen him in animation so it's like whoa to see him in live action is like super cool so mm -hmm. is uh kind of going along with the topic of boba fett and um boba fett. the the mandalorian how do you guys feel about the direction that disney's taking uh with all of these different uh disney plus shows uh being obviously mandalorian uh Boba Fett. Um, I touched Obi -Wan on Obi-Wan Kenobi I, coming out this I wish literally tomorrow. tomorrow. We will talk about that. Yeah. And Andor. I wish they would have started with TV yeah, yeah. shows and put their foot in their mouth and shot themselves in the foot doing that. Um, well, again, I mean, realistically, it all comes back to storytelling and outlining, and the best stuff that they put out had. You know, I mean, any of the best stories have an outline that the director and writer, if it's the same person, they stick to, and that's what they're doing, and that's how they're telling the story, and they're going to do it a certain way, and they know that. Um, again, and that's my opinion, is the biggest problem with the sequel trilogy is just that the storytelling wasn't coherent. So um, it seems to be that way, and I think they're doing a kick-ass job. They're getting really good directors and actors, and... Um, they're that's, using really great technology. That's something I'd argue. I, I did argue when um, you know streaming first became a big thing. I think TV shows is almost the perfect way to tell a diverse and extensive story, just like the Mandalorian, because totally. you have all the time mm -hmm. in the world to tell what you want and even go out on your side, do whatever. I think when you say, "Oh, they should have done that," you know, ten years ago, the issue was streaming wasn't the thing. Um, but now I think they, they realize that Disney Plus and probably shows are a big part of their future. And because I don't think they have, I, they talked about it at one of their last events. They don't have a movie slated for like another four, three to four years, um, which is crazy. Because, uh, you know, because I feel like we had a ton within like six years. Um, and that's okay. But at the same time, they're going to be pumping out all these different TV shows. And just like you said, Matt, I think they're on a phenomenal track. I love The Mandalorian. Everyone that has worked on that, everyone that's in that, um, they do a wonderful job. And Kenobi, we finally get to see Ewan and Hayden back together. Maybe not on the same side, but they're back. And I, I, it just makes me so happy to see those two, especially, um, get a lot of appreciation. Um, and kind of their spot in the in the in the sun because uh, they deserve it and i can't wait for that show so well this new the skeleton crew thing just got I announced did, yeah by john watts that was interesting did, did you see a synopsis i didn't i don't I know if did. did so what, what was, was it, it? So it's set it's set like five years um i think after Post return of the jedi 
Yes, it's around the same time as the Mandalorian and Ahsoka, yeah. so it's a crew. They there's going to be kids starred in it, but John Watts explained like it's not a kids show, but obviously kids can watch it. But it's like this crew, and there wasn't really much to say. It's just kind of this ragtag crew, I guess, going on adventures. That's all they really talk. Jude Law is starring in it. Yes, yeah, Jude Law is the star of it, and that's and- super exciting. So. And my brother asked me, he's like, well, what is this? I was like, I don't know, but they got a legit actor to sign up for it, so it can't suck. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, John Watts, if no one knows, what he did the entire Spider-Man trilogy uh, with Marvel Sony, so uh, he's good. Um, but are you guys excited for Kenobi? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Skywalkers lately, I, I've been a little hesitant. But they've been doing really good with their their shows, so I mean I, I have nothing but so I'm trying to not dive into it and like watch a bunch of YouTube videos on explaining what's going to happen. I'm just trying to let it come as it as it does. So, so. I, I'm extremely excited. Like you said, I want to see Hayden Christensen. Obi Wan Kenobi back together. I don't know what how deep of a role Hayden Christensen's going to have. Um, middle one, please. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Reload. Um, I don't... Auto service. <laughs> um, I think I he's gonna know. have a huge role. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. But I just don't like like if we're gonna see his face that much. If he's gonna, I mean, he's gonna be, have to be messed up, right? Because he's gonna have to be scarred. So I, think I don't it'll know. Be okay, really? Yeah, I think uh, if they're gonna know. do, they might. I, I would guess it'll be. There's six episodes, right? Yep. I, I would. My guess is it's at least one flashback, an episode. Um, I could see. That. It seems to me that I, just based on the press they're doing, it seems like if he was just playing Darth Vader, he wouldn't. It would be like they would be throwing Ewan in your face all the time, which they are. But I think Hayden has been there just as much as Ewan has been. They're the stars uh, of the show, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so like, I just think I think it'd be more Ewan focused if he wasn't playing such a big role, and I think he is. And also, so at Celebration today. Or yesterday, maybe they, they were doing today. an interview together, and the interviewer just acted as if this was like real. So the Ahsoka show is coming out sometime <laughs> next year, and he just says to Hayden, "He's like, so you're working on the Ahsoka show," and Hayden like has the the hugest smile ever, and is just like, "I don't know what you're talking about," and he just he re- threw his hands up. <laughs> like he reminded oh, me man, just like, like he was just like Andrew Garford, the like. You're in the Spider-Man movie. He's like, no, dude, I'm not. Like, it's, <laughs> it reminded me so much of that because he was no, just like, the, I don't know. That's uh, we'll see what happens. Sort of deal. The the flashbacks would it be like Clone Wars era flashbacks. Yeah, I think so. Oh, think fuck so. me up. <laughs> that sounds so cool. Well, that's like people, <laughs> that's where it has people to be, think Ahsoka is gonna also be in these flashbacks. Okay, that'd be so fucking cool. I'm not so gonna, they uh, think well, the first time. They think you're gonna see what's what's her name uh, Rosario and Hayden are gonna be. That's what I was about to ask. Are gonna be on screen together. That'd be, be awesome. awesome. I want to see them in live action, like their armor. Like we never got to see that. We've always seen Jedi cloaks and stuff. We never seen Jedi armor. Do like you think Clone Wars. That'd be so cool. that would be really cool? Do you think that? Um, I know it's kind of far fetched. Do you think Qui Gon would appear at all? I think we'll hear his voice for sure. Oh. I would love that. That'd be so cool. If anything, I think, it'd be a uh, ghost, but I think a voice makes a little bit more sense. 
that could be yeah. one of those one-time like Easter egg uh, cameos that just like sends like explodes our heads. I could see that <laughs> happening. Trust in the false Obi Wan. <laughs> well, it's already uh, in one of the books. Um, so I believe it's from a certain point of view, like the A New Hope version. Um, Qui Gon like shows up and they have like discourse, um, which. I believe that has happened more than just that one time, um, like in different forms of media. Um, like Qui Gon has actually like spoke with Obi Wan. Um, there's no, he's not physically present. You can't see him, but he like Obi Wan can actively hear him and and converse um, while he's on Tatooine. So I would be very surprised if he doesn't show up. Oh. To be completely honest. You know me, this is the way I go into a lot of different movies and shows. I set, try not to set any expectations, because uh, then you're almost setting yourself up for disappointment, but um, I'm very excited. Um, and I have this thought in my head that, because there was this little rumor that they had an interview with that I think Ewan and someone else teased, that like, oh, maybe we'll be tying into like a different video game character, and then people like immediately jumped uh, to Cal Kestis and I was like yes please um, <laughs> but I don't That'd know if the fun. timeline would work awesome. like it would because it happens what five years after Order 66 I don't know why they'd see Cal but I'd totally be down for it I think they'd probably... well, they would have to age him up right no because if Kenobi's how old is it set like four or five oh, yeah, years that's after right. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking Order set incorrect. five years after um but I think it'll well, probably be the second sister, uh, probably it's, make an appearance. Well, but it's kind of stretch though, because like the guy who did Cal Kestis, they modeled the video game character off of him. Oh, he's, so I mean, he's like he's spitting in. Liter- he's literally him. Yeah, <laughs> he's in his twenties. Like, he's the guy from Shanghai. Oh, he's young. Yeah. yeah, to have him come in for a week. No, it wouldn't. But my point is like, depending on the timeline, it's like, would it make sense? Um, so I wasn't set. I would need that. I, I hate that so much. What? So, so when people are like, "Oh, this is stupid!" Like, why are all these characters showing up? Um, like the cameo thing, and and my opinion oh, yeah. on that is, no, that's stupid. Why do you think this story is important? Like, like seriously, like if you go to like the solo story, like. There are a couple reasons why, like, that snippet of his life is important. Like, he makes the Kessel Run, he gets the Millennium yeah. Falcon, other things. But, like, clearly, that's, like, a big part in, like, who Han Solo ends up being. But also, it's, like, he almost crossed paths with Darth Maul. Um, and, I mean, like, like it just, to me, that makes sense. Like, why is the Mandalorian important? Because he ends up crossing paths with right. Luke Skywalker. It's kind of like I like, said, it's like... If the cameos make sense to kind of branch into some, you know, a further story or tie back into somewhere, um, that that's where it's it really makes a, a a nice little thing for us fans because it creates something down the line for us. And it's if your Cameron, first step into a larger world, yeah, there it is. And if Cameron shows up as uh, Cal, then I will be pleasantly surprised. Um, that would yeah, be dope. That would be very dope. They recast him as someone else. Like that'd be so fun. That'd be so messed up. That'd I've seen terrible. the meme. It's like, oh man, Cameron Mahogan or whatever his name is could really play Cal. And it's like, <laughs> really? No shit. No kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super I, excited I just, about that. 
I think I think they have to do well with this show. I, I mean, they've done so. The Mandalorian honestly was so much better. Like I think that was my favorite piece of Star Wars content uh, that I've been here for. Like the premiere, like I got like to watch it live. Yeah. I can't tell you how excited I was to wake up like before work yes. every morning <laughs> and watch the new episode each week. We text um, about it, especially like, during see the, the new pa- episode. Especially during the pandemic too. It was, yeah. uh, like, the we majority of it was... COVID? And those yeah, two points you guys just made are perfect. We sat you guys made talking about how uh, cameos tie into a larger world. You're talking about uh, Mandalorian and how they introduced Boba Fett. Now we have Ahsoka shows and Boba Fett shows and Mandalorian's it back in Boba connects. Fett. It all works. <laughs> and, and it uh, makes it such a good universe. They know what they're doing. And honestly... Um, over there. Uh, honestly, I wasn't, I wasn't super excited for the Boba Fett show. And it definitely exceeded my expectations so i just i feel like they can't really do any wrong with these shows at the at the moment they're killing it they're crushing it well and some of the small characters too like black chrysanthemum like i know that yeah 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 i mean yeah yeah, you knew who he was that was i about shit my pants i mean that was just that was so cool and they made him such a badass i mean they just did so well with the character oh it was great so amazing i love when it's like you know, Marvel fans, they can like pull. It's like it's this guy from the comics, and the Star Wars fans could be like, it's him from the comics. <laughs> I just think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm curious though, guys, are you? If I had to ask you, like, how has Star Wars and the whole franchise itself, how has it like impacted your life? Um, like, for example, for me, I mean, it has created such a love for a fandom that I, I just, I look forward to seeing. I love seeing and playing and just soaking up all this sort of content and then more importantly it has allowed me to forge friendships and it's a shared mutual love with other people and i think it's always the coolest thing when you're able to share you know excitement over like one thing and i feel like that's what's one reason why i'm so grateful for it but I mean, it's like this alone. Like, yeah, like yeah. for us to literally <laughs> spend a whole episode talking about it and probably just relating first, to all the different things. First of many, probably. Um, probably probably won't be the last. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> I do have a couple questions and/or criticisms oh, of boy. the. Here's here's my piece. Is there a mute <clears> button? <laughs> no. Okay, so he does the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. First of all, parsec is a unit of distance, not time. So I don't yeah, know what the fuck George he's talking Lucas, about. That's, that's a George Lucas fuck up and they fixed it. They did fix <laughs> How it. How did they fix it? Yeah. So they, basically what happened is, like you said, parsec, it's a distance, not a time. Um, right? Yes. Yeah. So what happened was, is like he gets... So they use like hyperspace. There's certain ways that you like jump to certain points that you know are safe. So like uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, the fastest way you could do it is like 16 parsecs, um, and then anything underneath you had to like go through this like more. It's not a black hole, but it's pretty close to it. Uh, and so then in Solo the movie, they end up right. like getting pulled into this thing and so they end up doing the Kessel run in 12 parsecs okay so instead of instead of time he found a shorter yeah. path yeah exactly okay well that i suppose he found a secret that, tunnel that's yeah, a idiot. secret tunnel george was out there <laughs> okay. in the late 70s well doing something. i i 
I appreciate the fact that he didn't just say, "Oh, well, that's what they call it in space for time is a parsec." So I'm, I'm okay. But the bigger question I have is, all right, hear me out. Oh no. You are a galaxy-spanning inter or interstellar empire. All right. You can you can just destroy planets with a snap of your finger. If you built one Death Star and it blows up and then you build another one and you do this four times at some point you know you gotta stop and think like maybe we're doing this wrong like you you are literally in charge of the entire galaxy and you can't figure out how to make a metal ball that shoots lasers and not blow up like come on now i mean what in the one movie when they had like the fleet of the star destroyers that was a little better but it still had a single point of failure like You'd think if they're this complex, this vast, and this powerful, wouldn't they have, like, countermeasures in place so some, like, you know, hippie religious fanatic with the other force flies up and shoots it? Like, that's my only question. Well, they do that, Michael. In the sequels, they make a star-destroying planet, and they still blow it up because they have to go into it. They go into a giant uh, building and blow it up. The good guys are just better. They're built different. As one, well, I mean, no, no, no. The the star <laughs> end of story. Death stars are built wrong. Like, why does it have one point of Michael, failure? I can put it to you this way in one sentence. As one great doctor said, uh, "It's a movie. Life simply finds a way." Okay, so it's <laughs> we're switching fans here. Teaser for a, a very a very close episode. Maybe next on the episode. Way. Um, I don't. I no, don't but Michael, really I, I, I get that. I get it. Um, but you can ask the same questions with our society. We keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. What do we do to fix it? Nothing. We do the same thing. They're just emulating real life. Insanity. You are correct. I guess Star Wars is an allegory for World War Two. At least. Oh, the Star Wars is. Three. Anyone that says Star Wars isn't political is very wrong. Wait, it's definitely that political. The, uh, the space Nazis are about real Nazis. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I actually one more. This is not a gripe. I just have a genuine question. Uh, if 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 I no. may. Okay. Uh, boy. Um. <laughs> all right. So you were talking earlier in this episode about like there's Jedi temples all over the place and stuff. So we're like so- were th- were they an empire? before the empire like how does that work they were the air nomads yeah they were kind of just like a religion okay so, so there's been then... big eras right michael and there's the jedis used to be plentiful in big numbers and okay basically as brad said it's a religion uh as they say we're also diving and into non-canon now too we are yeah we're going more into legends but soon they, they will be canon uh, i think uh down the years Ooh. they will tell most more stories but michael so jedi's kind of evolved or devolved if one wants to say into more they focus more on battle and being kind of the supreme i don't want to say supreme but they focus kind of more on their themselves rather than so they were in empire before the empire so not really, really no this they're is, no, no better this is back than the before, empire this, this is back I'm before, before the universe was colonized yeah. so you had the jedi who started their ways and had their own little break-offs and wars and stuff and you had sith who had their world and had their uh mythology and how they thought and 
pretty much we jumped into Star Wars when they made the original trilogy, probably like halfway through the actual universe's like timeline or whatever you want, however you want to call it. There was three or four or five major wars that happened that led to where we were. So the the Jedi weren't necessarily the colonizers; they weren't going around the Empire taking over places, but they did get into scuffles with like the Mandalorians with the Sith, and then this is how the universe was colonized based off like space travel and new technologies that came out. So yeah, what Jordan is saying happened. So if you go to like episode one, so all that Jordan just said happens like thousands of years before that. And so currently they're doing a lot of books and uh, comics and stuff about the 100 or 250 uh, years like before uh, The Phantom Menace. And so basically what that is going through is basically what Mace Windu said in um, episode two, um, which is that the Jedi are peacekeepers, they're not soldiers. Um, so like they're there. Kind well, of that like... sounds like the UN, and I don't know if they're peacekeepers. Um... <laughs> okay, well, so, I'm getting your basically, point. <laughs> basically, they are they're powerful beings that serve, you know, like what's supposed to be good, and in their opinion, the Republic is good for everybody. Um, so they're helping the Republic to expand, um, make the Republic larger, so that more systems, meaning planets can be safer and uh, goods can be shared and it's just more profitable for everybody in a safer place um, that's pretty much like what they're supposed to be they're not the empire it's more like there's the galactic republic which is very much so supposed to operate like the United States government um, which means like uh, democracy like, yeah every planet has I like, the Senate. Know, a senator or senators who are in the Galactic Senate and they like help vote on stuff and yeah, pretty much okay. it. So, well, okay, that honestly that makes sense. Thank you. I I feel like you don't get that. I mean, you'll get that from all the movies, but for you wouldn't. Like, I mean, it's like it's like it's, it's like a deep dive. In, so there's canon, there's canon, then there's legends, and we won't dive into okay. that. But they're like canon is what movies right. and shows you see now. Um, Okay. Well, I mean, that's honestly the last thing I'll say about that then is that's interesting that not only does a show or a, you know, I guess an epic space opera such as this have its own legends about it. So <laughs> I guess that does, you know, to the fact, to the like, to the matter, the fact is that, like, that's how impactful it's been on yeah. well, that's everyone. Just, Michael, so. just, that's all a money grab, though. It so, is. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, comics and books. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, so, yeah. I'm a big fan of like one quick, you know, line here. I'm a big. There's a book of Boba. There's not a book. Of, there's book of Boba Fett. Uh, there's like a series of three books. It's Bible? Um, the Bounty Hunter Wars. I love them. It's just because I used to, I always loved bounty hunters, and it's just it's a book series kind of focused on them, but their stories and kind of what happens is all legends. Like it's not actual canon in the universe. But I well, mean, what what if we? Yeah, Matt, go ahead. It was canon. Um, so George Lucas, you know, made the original three movies, and he was like for a while kind of done. And so, but he knew people wanted more content, so he allowed others to write comics and write books about yeah, like stuff. Yeah, the eighties and nineties was a big. Yeah, and there was a whole there was a whole hierarchy of like what was like uh, like what actually happened, I guess. 
and then when Disney bought everything in 2012 or whatever, they said like we're resetting canon, so all everything outside of the movies and the Clone Wars TV show doesn't count. Not actually true. Um, we're calling that Legends material, and then everything that we create from here on is that's canon, and that's what happened. So they were able to like reset everything. Um, but I they used a lot of they used a lot of. I love that they call it legends because even yeah. though it's not canon and it's not true, it's kind of like, well, it's a legend, so <laughs> who knows, you know? It's, it's like a real life type of cool. yeah, It gives the the authors and everything just kind of their freedom to um, write their own they stories. Yeah. yeah, they can also pick and choose from those things. Exactly. And there's there are some books that have been stupidly taken out that were made legends. Like I think the Darth Plagueis book should have been totally uh, should have been canon, but. Because it, it came out, like, literally, I think, months before Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm. They said, no, no, no. And it's, and it's a kick-ass book. Jordan, I would suggest reading it if you haven't. Nathan, I think you've read it, right? I think so. Well, if you haven't want to send it to me, I, I have a mailing address you can have. You <laughs> might have given I, I it to have me. It. I, I will send it to you. I'll read it. I've been wondering to start getting back into reading stuff. That's a really weird comment to say, but I just haven't had any time. <laughs> oh my no. God. Dude, uh, can you say your address best. on air? <laughs> Books. I read the best Star Wars book I think I've ever read recently. Um, so it's not canon, and it did come out recently. It's um, a legend. So, uh, you know the Visions TV show? Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of everybody's favorite episodes was uh, the Ronin, and so That's it's the an, samurai one, right? Yeah, it's an entire aspect. book that starts. The first two chapters are the twenty minutes in the show that you see, and then the next three hundred fifty or four hundred pages, whatever it is, is just like that version of the Star Wars universe. It's so good. My last point to that, I'm glad you brought that up because I was like a freaking ten year old. Because my two biggest favorite things are like the Star Wars and Marvel thing and then like anime. And to see Star Wars and Marvel clash was the coolest thing for me. Um, but regardless, um, so what if we were, and we'll lead into this with Brad, uh, what if we were in the universe of Star Wars? You know? Brad, do you want to explain yeah. our mini game here? Yeah, so I, I was kind of thinking like... Um, there's obviously like if you were to put yourself in that in that scenario or in that world there's uh quite a few um <laughs> variables that you could kind of put yourself into so um being you could be a, a jedi a sith uh a normal a normal person just civilian i'm a civvy. you could be a mandalorian uh, i mean the the um options are really endless but um just to kind of put yourself in that scenario, talk about like who you would uh, kind of roll with as your as your crew, and uh, yeah, go from there. We've had this it? conversation before, and as much as I would want to be a Jedi, I just love all the Empire shit. Like I love Ooh. the Tie Fighter, I love the, the uh, Star Destroyers, Ooh. all of it. I would, I'd, pr I want to say a fallen Jedi. That'd be my what I would like to Ooh. be, or a gray, or a gray Jedi, someone who runs the line. Okay, well, like, so, so was that though. like, what era are we talking? Like, are are you a turn Jedi? Are you P 
palp's new little thing to play with or like no, are you... i don't know i'm someone's puppet i would like to be it's legends i don't know that much about it but like um the sith war the sith wars oh, i think yeah, that'd be yeah. a cool okay. time to live in dope okay brad what about you no proto sabers though <laughs> i see i i think it just kind of comes in uh or it goes into what i was saying where i like mandalorian being my favorite Ooh. i i think just being a mandalorian would be sweet uh obviously you have a lot of roles and stuff you have to abide by but if you if you get his if uh what is it the dark saber mm-hmm. that would be that that that's easily i think the coolest weapon in the in the whole um, Are you killing Bo-Katan for it? Universe. This is the yeah. way. This is the way. That was another but thing I th- that I love seeing that'd in be live awesome. action. I think that would be really cool. The Darksaber? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of went, when we first talked about this, I walked the line of, I, I love bounty hunters. I'm like, I don't know if that lifestyle would fit me. Um, so I kind of decided on like, I'd like to be a Jedi Knight amidst the clone wars um because it's kind of one of my favorite eras you know of the entire universe and galaxy and like you know be a general on the battlefield whatever but i wouldn't want to like be bending to the council i'd like to be a jedi like anakin or like qui-gon who kind of like jordan said you kind of walk this line but i'm not evil i'm not bad um (laughs) or anything like that but um, and I'd like I'd I'd have a woman like I'd have Emily with me right you know <laughs> there you go I'd have a secret a love <laughs> uh, see I'd the, have the, uh, the I'd have the little the little uh, yellow lady from the Force Awakens I can't remember her name <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Nate if you're not going bad you can't like... you can't shoot lightning out of your hands no okay so it's funny you say that so I would have a purple lightsaber right. and. My powers, sick. like besides like the basic, you know, push, pull, you know, telekinesis, all that, I'd want um, force stasis. So I'm able to basically, you know, freeze people. I think that would be really sick. And then I also think another heated t- topic to bring it back up, but I think the idea and concept of force projection is really sick, which is what, for anyone who doesn't know, it's what Luke did at the end of episode eight. He projected oh, himself like across floating. the galaxy. Um, somewhere else. That episode um, where they get us super hyped up for a, a sword battle and we get nothing. Anyway, um, <laughs> in my ship, I, I also forgot. It, I, I, I yeah. would definitely add some force, uh, some force uh, techniques to to my character as well. <laughs> to, <laughs> to put that part in there. Yeah. And my last my point, arsenal. My last point before uh, Michael goes is my starship would be a uh, purple and white. Uh, Jedi Interceptor. There we go. Ooh. Okay, yeah, then I have some more to add then. Because uh, th- I didn't even think about lightsabers. I just and, and swing. And I'll leave it at that. Oh, that's but a, yeah, that's a good one. I lied. I don't want a red lightsaber. Fallen Jedi. And there's a Legends lightsaber that is invisible. You can't oh. see it. Yeah. Sounds that would be extremely dangerous. That sounds dangerous. Is it on? Is it off? If I get that one, that'd be my lightsaber. And then... um the episode one, I can't think of the uh, uh, the gold and silver starfighters. I can't think what they're called. Oh, the new really there were. Oh, the, the Nenbu N one starfighters. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Where they have like the really yeah. long yellow toe. What it's either that one or yeah, what, the what Jin's uh, flying now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. I love yeah, those are dope. All right, Michael. Michael. <laughs> is it? Is this it? Is this? <laughs> I Michael would be the guy with a hut. I want to be a hut no. clan. <laughs> Fourteen. I mean, he has a lot of money. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Uh, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> No, I would be Jean-Luc Picard and uh, exploring the galaxy for the good of all. Uh, no. <laughs> Star Trek is great for humanity and anyone that runs into them, except the Borg. But I've generally never seen one minute of the movies or shows. Nothing against them. I've never seen them. They, uh, the Farland they, has a school you know? Yes. yes. Um, no, but back to back to the old Star Wars thing. Yes. Um, I'd be a Wookiee because I'm hairy as shit, man. <laughs> but, okay, my powers and abilities. Um, There's awesome. the clip for the week. There's the clip. That's awesome. I'm guessing I can't have the Force. Uh, no, there, 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 there's there, Force feeling Wookiees. They were Wookiee Jedi's. Okay, could you feeling. imagine, like, if Force, that would if, be scary. If Force is proportional to your size, I would be dropping mountains on people. That'd be crazy. <laughs> but no, I mean, generally, I think his mindset, or Chewbacca's mindset, at least their whole species, they're like a thousand-year-old big feet. They're running around doing their thing. They have crossbows. <laughs> like, big feet. Um, big feet. Big feet running around. I mean, Living I'm sure. Living in trees. Yeah, I mean, or I could be an Ewok. Those things, they look like my dog, actually. Um, they have a little, little dance party when they, the Moogas. Um, yeah, I don't know. If I could have the Force in some way, that'd be cool. I would definitely love to have some kind of lightsaber. Maybe one that, like, you push the button and, like, like snakes come out of it. Because, like, <laughs> or in Legends, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> that would be sick. A lightsaber whip. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yep, that's what I choose. I'm a Wookiee. Dope. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, I would probably be somewhere in between Mace Windu and Qui Gon Jinn. I would guess. Um, All right. I think that Mace really like he's more of the all the gray Jedi isn't really a thing. Um, Do you speak like, English? In, yeah. Uh, oh, I, that's the shirt I should have fucking worn. The, does he look like a Sith shirt? Um, <laughs> I'll go put it on a second one. Uh, but, yeah, so I think that he definitely, like, he's a little more... His personality probably matches more with mine. Um, and then I would probably want to be a little bit more like Qui-Gon in terms of, like, I also like to think that I'm open-minded. Um, and like kind of just go with the flow type of person um, and do what I think is like right I guess so that's kind of like that's what Qui-Gon is like and he's not really like he doesn't really the council thinks this and he's like but like why aren't we thinking of this um, Qui-Gon's the best man he's so I, I think some somewhere in between the two of them and then uh, probably go with an orange or a blue lightsaber Ooh. interesting I like it you can tell uh, a lot by a person from their lightsaber color of choice. Probably blue, though. I mean, I do like <laughs> blue is my favorite color. So awesome! Awesome. I, I just looked I have... up Qui Gon, and he has long, flowing hair. And now I know why Matt wants to be Qui Gon. Just Miss Windu, who's bald. Got him. That's why I said he's he's a a bald white guy. Ah, the perfect storm. He looks like a. I do actually have a question I prepared too. 
for you yeah. guys. And I can't. I don't know if I should wait till Matt gets back. I have two of them, so I have. I have right a question. Here, I can, right I can start. Here, right okay, yeah, cool. ask away. Um, was life better under the Empire or under the Jedi Order with the Senate? Because there's Order. arguments. There's uh, there's okay. arguments being made for both. I believe the Jedi Order just the because Senate. the Empire wasn't killing thousands and ordering that's them what we saw and enslaving people. That's what we saw in movies, but generally, like there, there was arguments brought up that when chaos happens and the fighting happens is when people really suffered, and when there was stability and order and someone taking over it all, most people survived pretty well. I will say, don't get me wrong, it's like when the Avengers saved the city, you know, the Jedis were coming, they'd wreak havoc on your city, right? It's, it's in pieces, <laughs> but in the end, they're saved rather than enslaved and possibly blown up, but... If anyone wants to find out what happens, go watch episodes one through nine. Um, this has been the Mobcast on episode six, I believe. It's been a blast with uh, myself, Michael, Brad, Jordan, and Matt. And uh, this is the Mob checking out, guys. Um, may the force be with you. What's that sound? What's that sound? What's that sound? It's the Mobcast.